0: Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu accreditation.
1: Hi, and welcome back to the Savvy Psychologist podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. Empathy is getting a lot of press these days, but with a culture of extreme individualism, where online interactions outnumber in-person conversations, it can be hard to cultivate an empathetic mind meld. This week, we'll talk about six ways to put more oomph in your empathy. So the benefits of strong empathic skills are a legion. First, you'll understand the motivations and needs of people around you. People's actions, no matter how wacky, will start to make sense, such as, well, duh, if that happened to me, I'd probably act like that too, which will in turn make you less judgy and less defensive, and that will make you less stressed out. Next, you'll also be able to see how your words and actions affect others based on their sometimes very subtle reactions. You'll be able to inspire and motivate others by tapping into what they truly value and want, which is way healthier than threats or manipulation. But fundamentally, you want to increase your empathy because it lets you read minds. It's not exactly telepathy, but it's the next best thing. By listening closely to another person's words, including what they're not saying, and attending to their facial expression, tone of voice, body language, and especially their eyes, you can figure out what they're feeling and thinking. Speaking of feeling and thinking, there are two types of empathy. The first is affective empathy which is feeling another person's emotions. Many of us well up when we see someone else cry or feel on edge when someone close to us is stressed. My own 2015 research finds that terminally ill patients and their closest family member rise and fall together. When one is feeling strong or feeling worried, the other usually is as well. The second type of empathy is cognitive empathy, which is knowing what another person might think, intend, believe, or want. This is also called perspective taking, or theory of mind, and is necessary in everything from negotiating a salary, to planning a surprise party, to motivating a staff. And those of you with a natural ability to feel someone else's pain, awkwardness, or disappointment might sometimes find empathy to be a distressing burden, but the rewards far outweigh the costs, because fundamentally, empathy is connection with others, something we all need at least a little of to be happy and healthy. With the possible exception of psychopaths. So, how can we build our empathetic muscle? Here are six ways to practice. Method number one read more, especially literature. A 2013 study in the uber prestigious journal Science found that reading not just fiction, but specifically literature, improves the skill called theory of mind, which is basically cognitive empathy the ability to know what others think, intend, believe, or want. In the study, participants were assigned to read one of three types of writing. Literary fiction, which included finalists for the National Book Award or a short story by Chekhov, popular fiction, which consisted of the top-selling authors on Amazon, like Danielle Steele, or nonfiction. A 4th thumb twiddling group was assigned to read nothing at all. After they read, the participants filled out questionnaires that measured, among other things, empathy and those who read literary fiction did significantly better than those who read genre fiction, nonfiction, or nothing. Why? So the researchers thought that literary fiction might win out over genre fiction because genre fiction tends to have more archetypal plot lines and characters, the girl next door, the prodigal son, the high-powered but lonely CEO, than literary fiction, and therefore doesn't require us to infer or interpret as deeply as literary fiction. In short, with all due respect to James Patterson and John Grisham, genre fiction is more predictable and therefore requires less of an empathic leap. The complicated characters of literary fiction, on the other hand, might work those empathic muscles more strongly. This episode
0: is brought to you by AARP. 18 years from tonight, Grant Gill will become a comedy legend. When he totally kills it at his improv class's graduation performance, knees will be slapped, hilarity will ensue. That's why he's already keeping himself in shape and razor-sharp today with wellness tips and tools from AARP to help make sure his health lives as long as he does. Because the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash healthy living. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Method number two,
1: be a mirror. So listening is a skill we could all stand to hone. Think of the times you've tried to carry on a conversation while engrossed in a menu, your own thoughts, or, of course, your phone. Now, the opposite of distracted half-hearing is active listening, which is a communication technique in which the listener paraphrases what they think the speaker just said. There's no judgment or approval, just a summary to demonstrate understanding. If the listener is off-base, they try again. For example, your thrifty partner might say to you, it freaks me out to come home to a pile of Amazon boxes. We are not made of money, you know. While your first instinct might be to roll your eyes, that only fans the flames. Instead, to practice active listening, you could simply paraphrase, you're worried about our online spending. This might seem stilted to you, but it will be a pleasant surprise to your partner. Showing your listening not only cuts down on misunderstanding and defensiveness, it also demonstrates a true willingness to talk. Method number three, question the golden rule. So I know your parents seared this into your brain, but with mom's permission, let's tweak it just a little. So instead of treat others as you would like to be treated, let's try treat others as they would like to be treated. The simplest example of this is picking out a birthday present. When you select a gift for someone, you think about what they might like, at least I hope you do, rather than picking out something you like. For example, you'd get Bill O'Reilly's latest book for your Fox News-loving friend even if you get your news solely from Jon Stewart, or vice versa. Of course, this can be applied to way more than reading material. With strangers or people you don't know well, you can fall back on mom's version of the golden rule. But for the important people in your life, treat them as they would like to be treated. Method number four, turn the tables. We instruct little kids to do this all the time. Like, how would you feel if Dylan took your excavator before you were done? It's cliche, but put yourself in someone else's shoes to understand their actions. Turning the tables is a simple but powerful window into the inner workings of their mind. For instance, if you can't figure out why your sister won't quit drinking, bought that ridiculous car, or puts up with your irritating significant other, ask, what is she getting out of this? Now, behavior exists because it gets reinforced. So, to answer why, imagine yourself in her place. You might see that her drinking is a respite from a lousy job and even lousier marriage, the car makes her feel young again, or she's stuck with someone who treats her badly because she thinks no one else would love her. Which brings us to method number five. Use these three magic phrases, but only if they're true. Number one, I get it. Number two, That makes sense. Number three, of course you feel that way. In total, these phrases equal 12 words, but if spoken truthfully, they will change your relationships. What these phrases have in common is validation, which is the result of accurate empathy. If you can, without judgment, see your sister's point of view on the wine, the car, or the annoying significant other, she'll feel understood and supported, even if she knows you don't necessarily approve. And that will pave the way for a deeper, more trusting relationship. Method number six, let your heart break. This one I'm borrowing from Melinda Gates, who, in Stanford's 2014 commencement address, said quote, In the course of your lives, without any plan on your part, you'll come to see suffering that will break your heart. When it happens, and it will, don't turn away from it, turn toward it, because that is the moment when change is born. In short, allow yourself to witness pain and injustice and think that could have been me, not just to thank your lucky stars, but to inspire you to change what is written in them. If you want to hear more, I wrote a full-length guest episode for Grammar Girl about the literary fiction study, and you can find a link in the show notes at quickanddirtytips.com slash savvy hyphen psychologist. And if you learned something from a Savvy Psychologist episode, let me know by liking on Facebook, adding me to your Google Plus circles, or best of all, subscribing to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and a transcript of this episode, references for the studies I mentioned, and the entire Savvy Psychologist archive are always available on quickanddirtytips.com savvy psychologist. And of course, I always say, The Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thank you again. I'll see you next week for a happier, healthier mind.
0: Life is a highway.